Hello and welcome to the Feminine Millionaire Show. I'm your host, Polly Alexander. I'm a success coach, healer, creative and future millionaire. If creating money and success in a spiritual and feminine and joyful way is your goal, this show is for you. Let's all rise together. Hello and welcome to episode 105 of The Feminine Millionaire Show. And today I'm going to be diving into the first part of my spiritual journey. I realise this is something I've never actually shared about on the show and it has been a 35-year journey. And so I thought it'd be really interesting because I know many of you are going through a spiritual awakening or you work in the spiritual field and you're definitely on a spiritual path of some kind. So I thought it would be interesting to share with you what my own spiritual journey has looked like to date. And it's alive and it's still unfolding, so there'll be more to come. But before I dive in today, I am really excited to announce that I have decided to open the doors to my signature money course, Money Beautifully, one more time with live bi-weekly calls with me. So if you're stuck in never-ending negative money patterns and you really want to double your income and go from scarcity and lack to faith and abundance, you may be a good fit for this. It helps spiritual and creative entrepreneurs make more money and attract more clients without working harder and all in a really fast and effective way. What most people don't realize is that it's the hidden subconscious money programming that actually restricts our flow and limits how much we can receive. And so it's not all about the outer action and doing more marketing or trying harder. In fact, I'd say the action is only about 20% of the money equation. 80% of it is those beliefs that sit hidden below the surface. So you're likely to be a fit for this if you have big dreams and a desire to make a difference in the world and live a wildly abundant life. You're fed up of being stuck at the same income level year after year. Perhaps you even want to leave your job, but the fear of money running out stops you making the leap. You might find it hard to hold on to money and find it goes out as fast as it comes in. And you just can't seem to get above a certain income level or out of the just enough pattern. But deep down, you long for more freedom and to be able to take time off for travel, adventures and creative projects. But that fear about money running out holds you back from living the incredible life you dream of. If this sounds like you, I invite you to check out Money Beautifully, my signature program for clearing your money blocks that has helped many people over the last six years double, triple and quadruple their monthly income. Just go to moneybeautifully.com or click on the link in the show notes. Okay, let's dive in. So probably like many of you listening, I didn't grow up with anybody spiritual or any discussion of spiritual things in my family. 
We used to go to the village church twice a year, at Easter and at Christmas, but nothing religious or spiritual really happened at home. Pretty much my own first experience of spirituality was through the Christian religion. I remember going to Sunday school for a while when I was little. I remember being at school in religious education and I remember Bible stories. But there was nothing beyond that. And I think as children, we are all quite magical. We have powerful intuitive abilities. We perceive things beyond what people consider standard or normal. And gradually, as we grow up, we lose those magical abilities as we try to fit in and conform in society, as we move through this world with all its challenges, all of the challenges that our soul manifests for us to grow through. And we get caught up in surviving. And we forget that we're magical. So as we move through today's episode, I invite you to remember that you are magical and that there is that part of you that wants to come alive again. So by the time I got to about 16 or 17 years old, I already knew there was more to life than what we perceived. Having experimented with mushrooms and acid and experienced altered state of consciousness experiences, I knew there was more to the world than what we commonly perceived. And at the same time, my experience growing up and some of the things I experienced in my family also led me to believe that there has to be more to life than this. Things must be able to be different. And I think I was searching for a different experience to the one that I was born into. And I'd had these glimpses of it and I was being called towards it. At 18 years old, I went off to university to do a degree in psychology. However, that was quite science-based, although we did have the psychologist of the Big Brother TV series. Jeff Beattie was social psychology professor, so that was pretty exciting because Big Brother was new at that time and he was actually on the series. So we all found that very exciting. So there was an awakening happening there, but not to the degree I really wanted. And I started getting curious about meditation. When I was 19 years old, I decided to plunge straight in and I signed up for a 10-day silent meditation retreat at a Buddhist centre. This is when it really awaken the power of my subconscious mind. I remember lying on the grass during the days of silence, looking up at the sky in awe of the clouds, in awe of how magical and beautiful everything was. Even the traffic lights looked brighter when I left the retreat. 
And this, perhaps, was what I was searching for in the psychology degree, a direct experience of something greater than myself. After my psychology degree, I had the creative fire burning inside me, which was what I really wanted to do all along. So I moved to London to study fashion promotion and I specialised in photography. Whilst I was in London, I started going to weekly evening meditations at what was known as the Friends of the Western Buddhist Order at the time. So they were a Buddhist organisation and we did two meditations. So we did one where we focused on the breath, so a focus or concentration meditation. And then we did one called the Metta Bhavna a meditation all about generating loving kindness to ourselves and then out to others. And this became a pretty consistent practice for me and also a source of respite, particularly once I started working. It would provide a sanctuary for my mind and my energy and my spirit. And I really looked forward to those Wednesday evenings. So... My next contact was really with a crystal healer at the Hale Clinic. And I remember just being called to experience crystal healing. And he told me at the end of the session that I was actually a healer. This was a bit strange to me. I was in my mid-twenties and I definitely didn't see myself as a healer. I was still finding my way in the way of work. I had worked in fashion and then moved into advertising. And that didn't fit my plan for myself. He even offered to train me for free if I would like to know more and gave me his name and number. But it wasn't something I was called to do at that time. I was curious, but I didn't see it being anything important. Then in my mid-twenties, I actually managed to get a government grant to study Reiki. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was eligible for a learning grants that the UK government gave out and my Reiki training qualified. I ended up taking it to level three and then advanced cancer healing. And it was a really powerful journey. But again, it didn't feel like I needed to quit my job and start becoming a healer. I continued to be interested in healing. I went for spiritual healing sessions at a wonderful place in Covent Garden. It was called the National Federation of Spiritual Healers. I believe they still exist today in some form. And they used to offer a drop-in clinic, donation-based. You could just go and arrive and you'd sit in this room and have 15, 20 minutes of beautiful healing. And it just elevated me to a different space. I felt calmer, lighter, more grounded after the healing. And it was a great balance for the pressure of my fast-paced career in advertising. I'd been doing yoga since I was 18 years old and I got really into yoga in my mid to late 20s. So there were all these ways that spirituality was showing up in my life, kind of as a hobby. And 
unknown to me after I left home, my mum was also getting into healing. She'd also trained in Reiki and got into healing more and more later in her life after I had left home. So there's a way in which now as a healer, I am carrying the mantle. One thing I do remember as a child is that my mum used to know when people were about to die. I remember her telling me once, and as you do as a child, you just take it in as normal. Oh yeah, okay. So I moved through my 20s in a job that wasn't a match to my soul, all my gifts, or my passions. And that resulted in unhappiness and a diagnosis of depression. I knew something needed to change. I couldn't carry on in a job that didn't light me up. By now, the occasional day retreat, reading the power of now, reading Deepak Chopra's The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. These had ignited in me a fire for a different experience of life. I leapt from my job. Before I did that, I bought my first home in London with the plan of renting out rooms to other students to pay my mortgage. I quit my job and I began studying again. And one of the things that I did during this time whilst I was waiting for a course to start is I had a part-time job in a shop. And I used to get a full lunch hour every day, which when you come from the fast-paced world of an advertising agency, you don't really get lunch times or work a normal job hours. So this was quite a novelty, having a whole hour off. And I would go and sit on the Goldborn Road. I would go to the Portuguese bakery, buy myself a custard tart, and I would sit and read The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle. And I also read Jonathan Livingston Siegel, a beautiful book, and I connected more and more to this way of being and a feeling that's greater than us, soaring above the pain and the struggle and the sadness and depression. And looking back, I can see that I was leaning more and more into this path. So, as I've probably shared in other episodes, after a false start into interior design, I then went study photography and start my own business as a photographer based around my passion for photography and imagery. And I absolutely loved it. My spirituality took a bit of a sideline. But in my 30s, as money started coming in in greater amounts, I used to go on yoga retreats to Italy or other places. I remember going on meditation retreats to deepen my practice. And in my 30s, I got into tantra type work with my then partner. Meditation, Reiki and healing were powerful tools that helped me balance the stresses of life and work and helped me manifest my wildest desires. And in the next episode, I'm going to share with you when my spiritual journey went to a whole other level after losing almost everything in my life.
I'll be back with you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for being here with me on the Feminine Millionaire Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can DM me on Instagram or share a screenshot of the episode and let me know if you're enjoying it. I absolutely love seeing these on Instagram. And a reminder that if you're struggling with money and you finally want to clear your money blocks and write a new money story, check out Money Beautifully, my signature group coaching program for clearing your money blocks and manifesting epic abundance. Enrollment is open for two weeks only. We kick off in June. It's a truly incredible program with a six year track record. It's had epic results. Um, It's great value. Come in with the intention you'll get your money back many times over. And you can check it out at moneybeautifully.com. I want to say a big welcome to everyone that has already said yes to this amazing journey. I can't wait to journey with you over the next few months. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. Have a wildly abundant week.